Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 311. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of perpetual hype by talking about the rest of Baldur's Gate. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to journey back into the Forgotten Realm, specifically the port city of Baldur's Gate, to talk about some some cards in our not set review set review. We got some stories to tell, some people to thank. Before we get to any of that stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. Holy smokes. Yeah. Very much so. I I have an outstanding order with them coming in the mail. Ooh. Used. CCO spring promo code got 5% off my whole dang order. Nice. You, I think you said that you just put in an order for some Battle for Baldur's Gate singles. Mm-hmm. Also used CCO spring. Sure did. Also got 5% off. Sure did. Saved some cash. Absolutely. Don't forget, we can't do it anymore because we've used it, but you can still use CCO Perks promo code when you spend over 100 bucks. So if you're buying like a booster box or like a couple starter or starter decks. Nobody buys those. What, what year is it, Ryan? 2004? <laughs> um what are they called? Pre-release deck pack home kits, whatever they are. Pre-release at home specialty kits. Yeah, so if you're spending more than hundred dollars Canadian, which is like four dollars American, yeah. CCO Perks get you ten percent kickback on your order in store credit. Uh, yeah, and then you can save like ten percent off of your five percent off order next time. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's economics. It yeah, makes perfect it's sense. Economics, and the be- the best thing about it is you can use both codes at the same time, mm-hmm. so you get the five percent discount mm-hmm. and the ten percent store credit kickback. Mm-hmm. And holy shit. You can use that on their deal of the week to save an additional 20, 25%. So you're basically getting cards for free and helping out CCO Podcast when you do so. I bought a uh, Zendikar Expedition Rugged Prairie that I did not need Oh, just because it was like so on sale. And 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 then you got another 5% off? Yeah. And I, I actually didn't have, I have no deck for it. I have no use for this card at all. But I actually don't own any OG... I guess I do. I have a couple, but like, <laughs> I wanted that one real bad. Probably bought them by mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know a, me. But that's the, the problem with the promo code. Is but hey, it's man, very just... enticing. I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. It's like, oh, yeah, man, I get yeah. that. It's got a pretty picture. And then when I got it, it felt like it had been like scuffed on the sidewalk. And I was oh. very excited because you know we like playing on the sidewalk, oh. as you would know if you watched on June third. The grand debut of CCO Sidewalks. I like the effect that Joe does when you do that. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you didn't watch it, great. What the hell's the matter with you? I was gonna segue into something else, but you, you, you out, you out segged me. (laughs) You, you. I cut you off at the pass when I was doing a segue. Yes, when you segued way. Or did you, did you segue or did you segued? What is it? I'm not sure how that I, works. I, it must be segued because a segue is like one word. Right? You ever say a word so many times it like loses all meaning? Yes. Segway. Yes. <laughs> you ever say a word so many times it loses all meaning? Fucking Magic the Gathering set review. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Holy crap. I'm glad I'm not doing one of those. Okay. The segs and the ways. Uh, CCO Sidewalk Slam. Everybody liked it. We talked about it on the pre-show a little bit. So you should watch the pre-show because you can win free stuff there. That's great. Yeah. There's stickers and tokens and packs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't even stink as bad as we say they do. That's not true. 
Well, the stickers and the tokens don't stink very bad. Yeah, but the, the packs but definitely But the booster do. packs. Yeah. yeah I, 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 like, I stick a needle into an onion and pull out the onion smell, and I inject it right into booster packs. Oh, shit. You don't yeah. even get the new booster smell? They don't uh, have new booster smell anymore. That's a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. That'd be an interesting car air freshener. The seg. Oh, yeah, that'd be very good. The Segway. CCO Sidewalk Slam. Thank you for the feedback. We hear you loud and clear. We're going to take every kind of thing that we got back and, and incorporate that feedback as best we can. I will continue to play my lands the proper way, though. So Yes. Brando, Brando, like, here's his battlefield. If you're watching on YouTube, you'd know which... You, you should be. Yeah, especially because if you watch CCO Sidebox Slam now. Brando puts his lands here, and then he puts... His his cards are, like, here. They're they're beside them. Yeah. Not not like this, like normal people. Yeah, that's how it's, do yeah, like this. That's how you do it. Yeah. That way you have more space for the stuff that matters. Like beer drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's one thing. I was gonna segue when we were talking about fusion to tell people about the events that we're going to in oh. the month of June and July. Holy crap. Because just... everybody's going to Richmond. Everybody's going to Vegas. I can't even turn on Twitter because I get FOMO so fucking bad I can't even go on Twitter. Oh, I'm really excited for all of our friends that are at those events and I hope they have a great time. Balls them. I'm not there. Me. I'm not there. Makes oh. me upset. Okay. Makes me upset that we live where we live where to to even look at an airplane costs us like $1000. It does. It really does. Yeah. So I have a friend that works at the airport and they're always saying, "Man, I don't even know why I work here. It costs too much. Every time I look at an airplane, they ding me." Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even get a discount for working at the airport. No, of course they don't. No. Nope. They fucking pay more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like us. <laughs> like everybody else. So events we're going to be at. Oh yes, 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 yes. Face-to-face games, regional qualifier, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, June 25th. Hell yeah. We're going to drink at the Unicorn. We're going to play Magic with all of our friends that are in more Western, Western Canada. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably won't drink at the Unicorn because it's on the, the event is on campus, not downtown. But we will find somewhere to drink, and we will drink lots of beer. What's the university? I'm sure they have a bar there. Oh, yeah. They I'm sure to. there's 100 bars. And if there isn't, we'll fucking make one. Yeah. And we'll just drink wherever we are, which yeah. is what we cannot confirm nor deny we did at... Um, Correct. Yes. There's no evidence. Nope. Nor admissions. So... Nope. Uh, the regional qualifier, it's going to be a big kind of modern event, but like the Toronto equivalent fired almost 100 games of Commander in like eight hours. So we're going to go and smash that record yep. and play more games and, and give away some free stuff and hang out with people and have a good time. Maybe go to the zoo. Hey, probably not. The next, <laughs> the next one, the next one is the Fusion 5K, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Ugh. Ooh, yeah. So we're going to be there. Again, it's a modern event, but we will be jamming Commander games. I'm going to bring some altars to show off. They asked me to. I'm going to bring a cue ball and a sock to make sure they follow me on Twitter. Yes, yes. And we're going to jam games all day, maybe meet up with some spike feeder guys. That's another reason to bring a cue ball and a sock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe hop down into like Minnesota or wherever the fuck Max Crandell lives. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. They have a really cool arcade there. Another good reason to bring a cue ball and a sock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's July 9th. And then July 22 to 24 is Command Fest Bellevue slash Seattle. I say Seattle because nobody knows what fucking Bellevue is unless you live in the Northeast. Yeah, nobody knows that place. Yeah. I so, don't even know that. I've been calling it the wrong thing everywhere I go. 
forever. And everybody, I just embraced it. Everybody who tells me or asks me what I'm doing, I say I'm going to Seattle. So that's Command Fest. That's a real Command Fest. It's going to be huge. It's going to be fun. Yep. We get the CCO house booked. Yeah. It overlooks like Lake Washington. It's on a mountain and stuff. Ooh. Fucking super nice. There's probably not a pool, but if there is, I will play magic in it. Okay. That'd be super cool, hey? Technically speaking, I think that the sleeves I use are supposed to be waterproof. I'm not going to test it. I'll test it for you. No, you will not. Oh. You will not, sir. Well, that's going to be a good one. We've got a bunch of people booked for the house. If you're not in the house, still find us at the event, meet up, and we'll we'll do pictures, and we'll give you stuff, and it's going to be a ton of fun. And play games with you. We'll drink beer. I'm just... I decided this year I'm going to, instead of just like being, oh, hey, how are you, to try and give them the like generic content creator feel, I'm going to give everybody the finger. And that's then, what everybody does to us. Because that's a story that you get to tell, right? Like my buddy met Randy Orton one time, and instead of signing an autograph, he just said, go fuck yourself. And yeah, you don't have a like a an picture, autograph. But like you have this great story of the time Randy Orton told you to go fuck yourself, which I think is actually kind of cooler. I like that. Yeah, I, don't I know. like that. You know what? Mostly people in the nation, hey Ryan and Brando, F you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hi. And yeah. it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. What did we ever do to deserve this? And then I think about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's we've, the thing. And and, and we've done three hundred and eleven somethings that make yeah, us deserve that. It's, it's so funny because everybody that we're walking with or if I'm talking with somebody who doesn't really know the show, but is asking about like, oh, you guys have a podcast, super cool. Like, what's your YouTube or whatever? And I'm telling them, and somebody walks by, F you. Do you know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and they just say, no. Uh, I don't no, know. That's, that's, just, that's kind of our thing. Right? Just happens everywhere we in, go. In comments on YouTube too, like uh, if I comment on somebody else's shit, then somebody who knows who Commander Cookout is, they'll like reply to my comment, F you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't, I don't think that was necessary. That's like another comment. It's like, oh, you're not from around here. <laughs> you're new. I see you're new here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome also. Yeah. Hey, speaking of welcome, Ooh. king of the segue, we've got some new patrons and some increases to thank. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So one of the benefits to becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash CCO podcast is, is your CCO nickname. Benefit, as Brando says. Yeah. Benefit. Benefit. Yes, yes. Okay. First new patron. Good name. Okay. Good name. Okay. Ryan. Not, not me, another Ryan. Fine. Jockum. Jockum. Jockum? Jockum Sockum Boppers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Ryan. Jockum Sockum. Ryan Jim Sockum. Ryan Jockstrap him. I like jock. I like uh, jockum sockum boppers. Yeah, or <laughs> or jock sock. Jock sock. Because it sounds like a sweat sock, except ah, uh, cock jock sock. That too. That's yep. Yeah. Oh, any combination thereof, Mister mm. Sock. Yeah, Mister Socko. Mister Jock. Mister Jocko Socko. I like it. Okay. I like it. Big thank you. Yeah. Any you, buddy. any any good any combination of that on the Discord will do, sir. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple increases. Uh-oh. One of which doesn't have a nickname yet. Okay. This is. Scott Marble. <laughs> marble. Quick story about marbles. Oh, God. Uh, I collect uh, Transformers, as everybody knows. Yes. There's also a offshoot of GoBots that are called Rock Lords. They're Transformers that turn into rocks. And yep. one of their names is Marbles. And if you hold it as a rock and flip its head down and look at the back, it actually looks like a ball sack. And I'm convinced that's why. That's on purpose. They call them marbles. Yeah. That's so on purpose. Scott Ballsack, welcome to the nation. Well, I was gonna say like nice marbling, like a like a fine cut of steak. I'm gonna call him a ball sack. And I was gonna go into um, 
thick steak. Nope. Uh, nope. Ball sack. The uh, Scott. Of- Scott. Thick steak ball sack. There we go. There, it's a combination of everybody's name. That's I, the I, whole thing. Just put together. There it is. Yeah, I hope we meet him in Belvedere. Belvedere, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope we meet him in in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Drake Smith, next one. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's totally okay. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if he has a nickname. I'm sure he did. Uh, something about Drake. Something about Drake the Rapper. That had to be what it was. King Frost? Maybe. Is that, his... Is that a World of Warcraft no, thing? I think that's his wrestling name. He's an excellent professional wrestler. He's a champion. Huh? Professional wrestler. Mm. Oh, he's probably the champion of being a fucking 7 out of 10. Probably. Yeah. Well, he's got lots of nicknames if he's a champion. People probably boo him all the time. Last boo one. Him. Boo him right in his face. Dustin Ruckabar. That's Rusty Rocker Bar. Yeah. Also a good wrestling move. Yes. So big yeah. thanks to all of the, the, the supporters and the patrons and the new subs. People came to watch uh, Sidewalk Slam. Yep. Super cool. Final bit of business before we do not a set review. Oh, there's Can two, you tell we're stalling? There's two bits of things because there's yours and then there's mine. I have one too. Okay, you start. Oh, I was going to say because it's June. That's the beginning of Pride Month. Oh, I'll yeah. acknowledge all of our... Well, everybody in the nation because everybody's welcome here. We're happy to have every single one of you. And I mean, thanks for being here. And we appreciate you. Very much so, yeah. If you're not a Pride supporter and a Pride ally, get the fuck get out. The fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do here. Um, final bit of thing. Final bit of business. The Booster Pack giveaway from last week. Oh, right, yeah. They guessed... Um, Wilson the Bear. Wilson the Bear. Wilson the Bear. I was reading the comments. Lots of people got that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the, the home improvement and castaway hint. Yeah, people got it. Yes. People got this it. This is David Jenkins... David Jenkins is the winner. David Jenkins. Is that a thing? Leroy Jenkins? Oh, yeah, but not David. Well, that's yeah. Like his, that's Leroy's, like, brother. He was probably in the raid, too. David God Jenkins. God damn it, Leroy. That was probably him. <laughs> yeah. D- damn it, Leroy. You stole all my thunder. Damn it. <laughs> now it's going to be Leroy Jenkins forever. And I'm his brother fucking David. (laughs) 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 So David, get after us. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. Let us know your address. Let us know if you want a booster pack, a sticker pack, or a token pack. Honor system. Don't fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. Okay. What I said. Now, battle for Boulder's Gate. Isn't it? What is it? What is it? I'm going to try to say it this time. You did the whole thing. No mistakes. Yeah. Okay. It's Commander Legends 2. Wait. Yep. Commander Legends 2, Forgotten Realms, Battle for Baldur's Gate. Not Forgotten Realms. Fuck. Yeah. It should be Forgotten Realms. That way you know where Baldur's Gate is. Well, it would it would be too long. <laughs> and I'm going to say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> we try. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you've you ordered some cards. Where do you want to start? Do you yes. want to start with the basic lands? you want to start with the showcase frames? What do you want to talk about? What's your favorite thing about the set? My favorite thing about the set? Well, I mean... Obviously, the favorite thing about the set is how right we were when we told Wizards they have to reprint a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, That's the yeah. first thing I... And we're going to talk about oh. the Commander decks specifically next week. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Some of the stuff that we were right about, um, actually, I don't think has happened yet because it was a top five and five that hasn't been released yet. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It's from a while ago. These are oh. things that... Yeah. We, st- oh. we told Watsi that they should keep reprinting things in the rule book oh, frame, yeah, we did which do that. they've done, which yeah. is great. No dungeon modules this time, which... Bit of a fail there, but that's fine. I'm excited to see what we've got. Uh, they reprinted the EDH, they reprinted one of the EDH goblins, which includes uh, Treasure Nabber, 
Goblin Spymaster and Dockside Extortionist. You can guess which one they reprinted and which one they, they didn't. It was uh, Spymaster's getting a reprint in the Commander decks. Yep. And Brash Taunter, which is great. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that shit. Yep. And we talked about them reprinting some of the EDH-specific equipment, and we got uh, Blade of Selves, which is really cool. That's in a future top five and five. That no, one is for sure. Also in a past top five and five. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How do you remember that? I, I don't know. I mean, when I make the lists and I think about things lots, I can remember them. But oh, like just, the show notes. When I just hear I something, read. I... I just, yeah. That means he doesn't listen to me. It just, ding, and then yeah. it falls on the floor, and I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. I actually have a comic that, a, that, that I that send. A mosquito? <laughs> I send a comic to some people sometimes where it's like the the guy comes up to his brain and say, hey, can you hold on to this thought for me for a second? And the brain's like, me. And then the guy walks away for a second, and he comes back, and the brain's sitting there in the little bag with the thought, and it's on fire. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. 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 Okay. But the point is, this set is really cool. I think there's been a lot of, I don't, I hate to use the word discourse. But a lot of yeah. conversation out there about, oh, the set's not very powerful, or conversely, this set has too many powerful cards in it. And I kind treasures of, too powerful. They're just they're just lotus petals. And I kind of think that's where we want our commander sets, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's lots of interesting stuff in this set. There's a ton of interesting commanders. I think the background mechanic, which we're going to talk about more later on as we continue through the arc of perpetual hype. Yeah. Is kind of a novel way of going about I, things. I, I got a thing. I got a thing about that. I got yeah. a thing about that. Okay, so you you if you're playing like really high-powered magic, mm -hmm. this set might not have a, a whole bunch to offer you because in terms of efficiency and better in slot than maybe what you're already playing, yeah. there's not a whole ton. It's got like one red removal spell maybe. Yeah, so all That's of... That's in a future of, top five. All my... Yes, all of my like high powered and and fringe CEDH decks aren't getting really any upgrades in this set. Mm -hmm. But my three or four of my most casual decks <clears throat> are getting like three or four cards each mm -hmm. because there is some really good for casual cards in here. Now you better believe that my Dice Dragons Treasure deck and my end of turn tribal deck are getting some yeah some yeah, doozies yeah. here you better believe that crab tribal and lord of tressorhorn and calamax cadillacs and dinosaurs <laughs> all getting upgraded right so now arc of perpetual hype are you hyped you're hyped for this i'm less hyped than i thought i would be less i'm hyped, excited less hyped than forgotten realms OG? oh yeah by far yeah the thing that bugs me about this this is my biggest complaint brando's biggest complaint we'll oh, start fuck. with it here we go i built a deck in Forgotten Realms, yeah, zero cards from this set going into it. Oh, I figured I'd get at least one. Not even one. And I'm a little upset by that. I thought I'd get well, at least okay. one, at least one thing that's to slot okay. in there. I mean, didn't they, get it. They could have, they could have printed a mechanic that nullified that deck and you had to take it apart. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I, I mean, suppose. I get, I, now that I'm thinking, I guess I could put a basilisk collar in there. That'd probably be pretty good. There you go. Always a positive here in the niche. Hey. All right, I take that back. All right. Nix that. I have no complaints. Good. Okay, uh, I have one complaint. No, okay. The Undercity Dungeon, the, when you take mm. initiative, you move to the next room in a dungeon, if you're in a dungeon. If you take initiative, you enter into the, the, Undercity. the Undercity. And every time you retake the initiative, you move to the next room in the Undercity or whenever you deal combat damage with a creature, right? You mm -hmm. move to the next room in the Undercity. I wish that you could enter the Undercity as a normal dungeon and that would give you an extra dungeon 
over and above the three that we got last year. Yeah. And you would still be able to, when you take initiative, enter the Undercity and just like you are now. Like, don't change anything about it except if you enter venture into a dungeon, you can venture into the Undercity. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense flavorfully or thematically within the world of, of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm I don't even, know. I'm not even sure but. which Undercity they're talking about because there's lots of them. There's they, more than one? Of course there is. Oh. Like every major dwarven stronghold has a the undercity. Oh, I'm, like I mean, maybe there's one that I'm like maybe, maybe there's the maybe there's a specific one that I just forgot about. Probably there is. Probably they but, had something in mind that if we if we read the fucking story, not that <laughs> the, like the initiative has anything to do with it. That's when you roll to see if you're caught flat-footed or not, whether the goblin stabs you in the ass before you get a chance to get your yes. weapons out. Yes, yes, your favorite thing that you ever said when you were DMing. Was you hit that goblin with your hammer so hard he flew up into the air high enough to see the curvature of the earth? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good I, line right there. I like I that like one that. too. Okay, so we've got we've got the undercity. That's cool. We're gonna be talking about backgrounds in in a few episodes. We're just mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna theory of, craft some backgrounds yeah. for it. It's gonna be fun. And we're gonna explore. We're gonna explore the ball gate. We're gonna explore the ball. Yeah, we're gonna be on the ball. In the ball, all around the ball. You're going to be all around the ball. Yeah, Don't no, Google no, that. Hey, Google it. Google away. No kink shaming in the nation. It's Pride Month. Hey, yeah. Maybe yeah. you like balls. I don't know. Yeah. Let's, uh, should we switch over to some cards? Let's do some cards. Let's talk some cards. All right. Should we start at the top of the pile of how cool cards are and then move our way up? Uh, yeah, sure. Because I like to start at the bottom where all the, the interesting stuff, all the showcased stuff are, and then we can skip over, over all the garbage commons and stuff. And we're going to start with this oh, year's... Oh, hey, wait a second. What? Remember I was telling you whenever Animar, like CEDH Animar gets an update, it's usually a common? That's like a super corner case, Ryan. Yeah. Super corner case. Yes, corner we're... case cookout podcast. Don't you know what the C stands for? Oh, damn it. I guess not. Oh. You know what? Anyway, the point is we're going to start with the promo that you get when you buy a bundle in the set. So if you want to play Brando's favorite card of the whole set, just buy some cards like you're going to buy anyway, and you'll get one in Wand of Wonder. Oh! I love this card. It's a red three for an artifact, four tap, roll a d20. Each opponent exiles the top card of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card. Shuffle the rest. You may cast up to X instant and sorcery spells from among them for free based on the amount of points you get on your dice and you can get either one of them two of them or all of them dang love that card so you just roll you pay four roll a d20 if you get like a five Mm -hmm. you get to cast one of the instant or sorceries that is flipped correct so i'm gonna play to my dice rolly deck you know what i like and i played a norn the wary too because it's like a it's kind of shitty atali shitali yes sounds like a mushroom Sounds like sounds like like you go to a sushi restaurant. Can I get the shitali? <laughs> yeah, and and I think you might appreciate this. Unlike some of these like ra- quasi random chaos cards, I feel like Wand of Wonder is one of those cards that will always do something good. Maybe. I, I don't think there's very many times you're going to whiff on it because you're going to get three cards to choose from, and you're yep. either going to get to play all of them, which is obviously the best, or you're going to get the best of the three. You could get a tutor, you could get a ramp spell, you could get a removal spell. Like, you're always going to get something. You're not going to get stuck with, like, a creature that costs 100. Is it or... may you may cast them? Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, probably. There might be a time where you get, like, something that doesn't do anything and a sweeper and... 
I don't know. But I feel like most of the time you're going to get at least one that's good, and I think that's pretty cool. I, I like it because it scales well. It scales with the power of your opponent's decks. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's a chaos card without being a griefer to other yeah. players. Yeah. And I like it because it incorporates like the D20 rolling thing, which I don't know why we didn't have die rolling in Magic for like 100 years now. I don't know why we never yeah. had that until D&D. Now that it's here... It I, feels like it should have been here the whole time. Yeah, I regret that it wasn't here for the last twenty plus years. Yeah, it was only in it was in Unglued is when it made its debut, rolling D sixes. Yeah, and and, and everybody cooler. was like, "It's it's silver border. You can't play it, right?" Yeah, I, I dig which it, which I stand behind because I fucking hate silver border cards. Yeah, I play one card in all of my decks, and I'm replacing it with a card from this set that does the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay, moving up, we get the Battle Bond Land reprints. I like that they were... It's good stuff. That was smart thinking on Watsi's part. I'll give it to them this time. They gave them generic names, and now they can just show up in a set. Here they are. Great reprint. And this bodes well for the rare land cycle that we're going to get in Triple Masters. Yes. For it to be shock lands or fetch lands or or something of the more expensive land variety. It won't be shocks because they're coming out in Unfinity. Oh, yeah. God, those are going to cost so much money. space shocks or whatever, right? Cool. Cool. Well, we got a reflecting pool reprint as well. Was that was that a was reflecting pool one that was sought after? Was it getting up there in value? Do you remember? I Re- feel like it was. Reflecting pool right now on Scryfall. There's two different versions for Baldur's Gate. The cheaper one is ten dollars. Okay. And like yes. the conspiracy one, twenty five. The Shadowmore one's thirty. The the sh- promo one is eighty two. Eighty two. Right. So then yes, it was a good one. It's it was a solid, good one. Yep, for sure. Solid reprint we got. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to just cover reprints and stuff. I want to talk about um, Will's reversal. Is that is it's that another, a... another red counter spell? Yeah. Well, oh! give it a read. Will's reversal is a red two instant. Choose target spell or ability with one or more targets. Roll a d twenty. Add the greatest power among creatures you control. For a 1 to 14, you can choose new targets for the spell or ability. For 15 plus, you can choose new targets for the spell or ability, then copy it and pick a target for that too. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. A little bit... I, I think that red counter spells usually go in like higher power decks. Mm-hmm. And higher power decks aren't going to want something that is variant like that is. Because it doesn't always do the same thing. I mean, it does the same thing. It just, it just does it... Once or twice. I suppose, like It yeah. always does what you want it to, which is swerve that spell out of the way, but you also might get to do it again. Oh, but Brando, it costs three. My counter spells need to cost one or zero. Then play blue. Yeah, then fuck off. Yeah, we're, we're playing red here, man. Speaking we're going to take playing we red. Get. Speaking of playing red. Okay. Oh, okay. baby. Your favorite mana cost. Red, red, four. Oh, here I we remember, go. He remembered. I'm so touched. And just noticed this right now. Fuck yes. Just notice that this is a giant yes. bard creature type. 4-4 four, four, for for 6. Furbolg? Furbolg, yeah. Furbolg? It's a type of giant. They Fur- can they can make themselves grow or shrink so that they can like blend in with society. Oh, mm-hmm. Furbolg flutist. He's got that that those D&D ability words. Yep. Right? This is called in what is it? In enthralling performance. Enthrall yeah, my screen is way smaller than yours. <laughs> enthralling performance. When Furbolg Flutus enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature you don't control until end of turn. Untap it, it gains haste and myriad. Ooh. Ooh. So myriad. Now, the only thing 
the only thing about this is it says gain control of target creature you don't control. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah. close. So close. <laughs> I would love to gain control of my own malignus and have it gain myriad or whatever. Or I would love to gain control of my own Sarah avatar. That's a 40-40 and give it myriad. I would love that. Yes. But I have to steal one of your guys, it gains myriad, and then I'm going to fling a bunch of them every which way. And this is a giant, so its damage is doubled from my giant damage doublers in Bryon Stout Arm. This is this is a card that I will play. This is a cool card. I will also play it in End of Turn Tribal. And wait a second oh. before you move on, because oh. the card right beside it is another card that I'm playing in Kalamax Dinosaurs in Mother Ass Cadillac. Is it El Terrell's Survivors? Definitely not. It's no? Storm King's Thunder. It has a cooler picture on it, I guess. Man, red, red, red X for an instant when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn copy that spell x times <laughs> <laughs> does does that turn like does that give red access to something like a torrent of hailfire or to a lesser extent a genesis wave or something where it's just pay x win the game maybe like if if you go storm king's thunder x equals 15 Sure. As you would with a uh, exanguinate. Yeah. Right? X equals 15, you all take 15, I win. Yeah. Right? If you go X equals 10, 15 on Storm King's Thunder, and then you go Lightning Bolt. Copy Lightning Bolt 15 times. Yeah, so you have 16 Lightning Bolts. Yeah. Take 40-some. Yeah. It kind of it does. It kind of does the same thing. And I mean, there's there's probably more lethal things you could play than... Than Storm King or uh, than Lightning Bolt too. I can't think of any off well, the top you, of my head right now because I just you thought could, of this. You but. could do the math where it's like how many times do I multiply it versus how many times do I put into X for like a like a Comet Storm or something. Yeah. Ooh, you could uh, you could go you could Storm King's Thunder sacrifice two mountains fire blast somebody for four X times for free. Yeah, that's cool. That. Or you could do Dragon's Approach. Fuck yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Man, I want to play Dragon's Approach. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what would be a good one? Is um, Price of Progress. Yeah, that'd be another good yeah. one. But that might kill you too. Don't care. <laughs> I only play basics in that deck because I play Price of Progress. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, another card I'm really a huge fan of, both the art, the flavor, and what it does, I'm going to try and make this work in my Torbrand deck, is Descent into Avernus. Ooh. It's an enchantment for red, too. So many red cards, hey, you can tell. I do have one more red card. God only, dang it. We only play the good colors here at Commander Cookout. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two Descent counters on the enchantment. Then each player makes X treasure tokens. Yes, treasures are so broken, but now everybody gets to partake and have fun. Then Avernus deals X damage to each player where X is the number of descent counters on descent into Avernus. Works so good with Torbrand. So good. I've got, I've got, and this is going into Lord of Tressorhorn, Balor. Balor. Balor? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't there be an I in there? Nope. Or an E? Nope. Balor. That's how they say it when they read the audiobooks, baby. Shouldn't shouldn't there be like an accent or something to Do signify not make that, that me A stunner you. says its own name? Balor. It's, he's from the, he's from the pits of hell. Do you want to do you want to argue with him? He can stretch his neck out and bite your head off. Oh, yeah. Well, does magic and which shit. head? Either one. No, both. They're in the they're very tall. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so it's a five five flyer for five, which is already good. When Baylor attacks or dies, <laughs> you fucking eat shit. You choose one or more, and then each mode must target a different player. And the modes are. 
Target opponent draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. Ooh. Burning Which, inquiry, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and or, target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact. Sure. Which is cool. Edict for artifact. Baylor deals damage equal uh, to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand. So just wreck somebody, wreck the blue player's ass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to the Lord of Tressorhorn, the the deck that is getting the most updates out of any deck that I have. That's pretty cool, man. I like that lots. Yeah. Are these fucking etched frames? Are these foil? Yeah. These are foil etched. They are foil etched, yeah. These suck. Why are they doing this? These I, suck. I do, I thought they would have learned specifically after last time with how terrible they were. I would have thought they would learn. Man, and why is there so many? And so many people are going to get suckered into buying, oh, I can get a foil one. It's a little bit cheaper than this other foil one for some reason. And then they're going to get it in the mail, and they're going to just be mad. People who play these cards and without seeing them get angry because they look like shit. I'm going to write a letter. I am writing a goddamn letter. I tried that. And you know what they told me? Pound sand, noob. Pound sand. Get good, scrub. You guys are never getting a promo card ever again because you dared to criticize the shitty printing process that we go through on our crappy etched foils. Get out of here, you bum. Yep. You bum. Some good reprints in the in the precons, hey? We're not talking about the precons yep. today, but I just wanted to mention There that. are some very good ones, yes. Ooh, we should these borderless cards. I don't know how they pick them. Like the yeah. alternate borderless. <laughs> like they do all the planeswalkers always. And in this set they did all of the big dragons. Those are the cards I think most people are talking about, hey? The the roll of D twenty yeah, dragons. The roll of D twenty dragons. The, the ancient silver and gold and bl- brass and <laughs> I think, and this is just me, and so if sound off in the comments if you think I'm just talking through my butthole, I think that whoever came up with the idea for these cards was thinking much more about Dungeons & Dragons than they were about Magic the Gathering. Because in Dungeons & Dragons, like a roll under a 10 is not a fail, but it's not really good. Whereas with any of these cards, if you were to roll above a 5, you're getting... Some sick value. Ridiculous value. And if you're getting above, say, 15, like, that's kind well, of, not game-breaking, but they really good. They cost seven and eight. Isn't that enough? It's, Isn't that enough of a buffer? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe game's it's getting, not. Game's getting pretty fast. Like, you can power out a, I mean, I power out Muxo on turn one and two fairly consistently, yeah. and he costs the same as the ancient copper dragon that everybody's talking about. Well, I'll probably get one swing in, roll 20, and I'll never have to play land for the rest of the game. That's pretty cool. Right? Like, I think that they're really good. I I don't think that they're going to break the game wide open, like people are saying. But I do think that the D20 thing, you're going to see some oh, yeah. some miserable failures. They're going to be amazing and probably better than the grand successes. Because if you if you roll a 20 with any of these guys, it's like, oh, where to go? Oh, God, yeah, guy, guy rolled a 20. Guy rolled a 20 on his ancient copper dragon, and that was the game. Oh, yeah, it'll yeah. do that. Guy rolled a fucking one. Oh, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that bad beat story. Those I'm, are my favorite, right? Hey? Exactly. Fuck, I love a good bad beat. Yeah, you, and you blew, like, a counter spell to, like, keep your spell, like, to keep Keep your dragon alive, right? Like you put yourself yeah. down cards. One treasure. One treasure. Oh yeah. Guy guy playing his is it deck gets a 
force of will, discards a card and <laughs> keeps his dragon around, gives it haste, has to fight through removal. Man, I'm going to combo with this. I'm going to get infinite attacks when it gives me man. Yeah, one. One. <laughs> <laughs> Plays it alongside Hellkite Charger. One. One. Fuck. That's why I like it. Man. Oh, oh. Yeah. One of these borderless cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, that's a fucking cool card. Too. Is 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 another card that I'm going to be playing. That it's it's funny. It's funny. This is this is a cool kind of like um, a, a cool effect of having seven trillion cards in the set. Right? Is there's something for everybody, and the stuff that we get excited about is so varied. Yeah. Right? Like rolling a one, my opponent rolling a shitty one. Yes. And then flip that over to. Not a Lloyd ship? Yeah. Am I saying that right? You are, yes. Okay, okay. This is a, a four drop flying vehicle <laughs> that when it's a creature becomes a five five. <laughs> Fantastic art on the on the borderless one. Yeah. And when it enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. Mm-hmm. So four drop exile a graveyard is already good, mm-hmm. sort of. When Nautilus no Nautilus, what is it? Nautiloid? Nautiloid. Nautiloid ship deals combat damage to a player. You may put a creature exiled from that graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That's cool as hell. Yeah. So it comes for, for free. So it rolls in. It like kid, it like kidnaps or abducts a bunch of things. All the dead stuff. And then it like mind flares them all up so that they're like your mindless slaves. And then you get them back. Yeah. That's and the it, flavor and it crews for three. So anything in Calamax can crew it, including other vehicles. Neat. <laughs> I'm going to crew a train. To drive a flying ship. Yeah. Or I'm going to use top, Topiary Stomper, that dinosaur that can't attack because it's made <laughs> out of a tree, <laughs> to crew a vehicle. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Wonderful. Returning again because we're going up through the set, the basic lands with the flavor text return. Yeah, people like those, hey? I, I really, really like those, actually. The more I kind of think about them, the more I wish that they would do that more often. I think they're really neat. You know what I would have liked to see? I would have liked to see, like... There's no reason that we don't get full art lands all the time because everybody prefers those. Sure. I think. I would have liked to see like maybe just the regular full art frame that we get, but you know how they do kind of like that transparent text box where you can see through it, like on yeah. Eldrazi frame cards yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, I would like to see that with maybe like a white text on it. Mm-hmm. And then you get a full art D&D land with D&D flavor text on it. And and you get like all you get everything. We get our cake and eat it too. Full art lands, D and D flavor, and and the flavor text. I want that or this when we go back to Dominaria, because I think that yeah. people if we hit like some of the big historical areas of Dominaria and then they have like a little flavor text blurb on the card, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think that would be really neat and a nice throwback for all of the you know the what older hey, players and something cool for the new one. Let's expand on that a little bit. Let then this one's for free at Watsy. What if on lands like that you got the actual like like a geotag like of where the land is? Oh, that'd right? be cool. Like, you, like we go to Dominarium and and it's Shiv or Jamura if it comes back or or whatever, and it tells us where it is. And then all the people that are like, why is Dominaria a big deal? Why are all the magic boomers like so excited about it? Well, this is why. I think that would be super cool. But uh, moving on to some of the cards. Do we care about gates? Gates are back. Gates are back. New command tower, sweet art. You yeah. finally get those foil command towers. Those are were hard to get for a while, especially since the only other foil one was either the commander arsenal which is very expensive hard to find yeah or shitty and faded and curled into a taco shell from the previous commander legends or or if it was a black or green 
Commander Spellbook. Yes. Yeah, but yes. now we've got a new art, and, and it's cool. Yeah, It's a very cool art. It'll look neat in full. I can't cool. wait to get command towers from the Lord of the Rings set. Ooh, which towers are they going to use? <laughs> All of them, I bet. I hope I'll, so. I'll bet you they do. Fuck, I hope. You Both? know each <laughs> all. <laughs> you know what I hope they keep doing? What is it? Printing great three mana mana rocks, Ryan. Oh baby, tell us. Vexing puzzle box. Yeah, that's a good one. Vexing puzzle box. When you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on it equal to the result. Tap it, add a mana of any color, and roll the D twenty. Or tap, remove one hundred charge counters from it to search your library for any artifact and put it into play. Don't you love when they write a hundred on a yes, card? Yes, <laughs> I do. That is why this card is so good. If it was a smaller number, this card would only be passable. But now it is definitely playable. Everybody should play it one hundred times. Yes, so good. I love that card. Oh man, that's great. That's some good ass shit. Now, honestly, going through the going through, like I didn't. I don't think I found very many green cards that I was like super pumped or excited about i i my my brain right now isn't in a place where i'm brewing or working on any decks that are like heavily focused on green and um there's a bunch of other cards that go into a bunch of other jank decks that i'm working on in blue and black and red yeah so some of those decks blue black and red decks have green in them but i didn't find any green cards in this set for them i i think I don't know, maybe just green just missed for me this time. Hypothetically possible. I think it was kind of the same for me. But we skipped over the multicolor. I do want to mention this guy because he's a character from the the books that I know in Elminster. Oh, yeah, where he's like, oh, Elminster. Everybody loves Elminster. He's like the Urza of Dungeons and Dragons. Is he? Is he like the Merlin? The Gandalf? He looks like Gandalf. No, nah, he'd beat the shit out of Gandalf. Would he? Oh, yeah. Like with a with a cue ball and a oh, sock? Or bare hands. Bare hands. Oh yeah, he just would. His fist. He would just strangle Gandalf to death, and Gandalf would go, "Ooh, fly, you fools!" And then he'd he'd die, and then he'd come back as Gandalf the White. Elminster would beat him again, oh. with a club. Just no magic needed, because Elminster was a fucking badass. We just have to throw that out there. I think he's really cool, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the uh, that's as far as I go with that. There's some cool, ooh, ooh, ooh cool reprint. I know this last reprint I'm going to talk about. Skullwinder. I'm happy Skullwinder's back. Yeah, what what was that originally printed in? I think it was a commander deck. I think it was a commander card. You think Com- so? It comes into play, you eternal witness something back to your hand, and an opponent also eternal witnesses something back to your hand. I like it because it's a snake, and snakes are awesome. Yeah, it was originally in C15, right? Yeah, and then commander right. 20, and, so, and the list. Like, we've seen it a few times, and it's not expensive. But it's just, I'm just happy to see, and first time in foil, because you know me and my foil cards. Uh, yes, I believe you're right. First time in foil. Okay, scrolling back up to red, because, you know, we didn't talk enough about red <laughs> so far. I like two-handed axe, and this serves as as kind of two demonstrations as to why. The first is I'm looking at it for Calamax, because it says double a creature's power, which mm-hmm. is great. The second, actually it's three. The second is because it's an adventure. Ooh. It's an axe that's an adventure. I don't know how this makes sense, but... Adventure's back. Adventure is back. We talked about it on the on the legendary review last time. There's a, a an adventure commander now. Yep. But this is an instant that says, uh, what is it called? Sweeping cleave. Sweeping cleave. Sweeping cleave. Cool. Target creature you control gains double strike until end of turn. 
Ooh. Cool. Then you exile it on an adventure, and then you can cast it for its normal casting cost at what whenever you can cast it. And it's it's an equipment that equips a red one. You cast it for red two. When equipped creature attacks, double its power until end of turn. Doesn't give a double strike, just makes it bigger. Just makes it a giant. This could also actually go in Bryon Stout Arm because I can attack with with like a malignus. Half of your life total is how big it is. Mm-hmm. Let this ability trigger, and then it hits you for double damage, and then I fling it at somebody else. I didn't give it double strike. I doubled its power. Mm-hmm. So until end of turn, it's twice as big than I fling it, and then I kill two people. Double its power. Now, if you double something's power, yep. and then its power changes, would it be the new... Like if I double something's power, then I give it plus three, plus three? No, like let's say you have a Malignus who is half of a player's life total. You have one player that's at 40. Yeah. So he would be a 20 20. Yes. And everybody else is at, let's say, 15 and yeah. 10 or whatever. Yeah. You kill the guy that's at 40. Yeah. Because you doubled his power. Right. Now, the guy who is at 40 doesn't exist anymore. So Malignus's base power isn't 20 anymore. It would be seven or whatever based on the new thing. So it would be like seven plus 20. And thus, it would be a 27-27, because it wouldn't be a 40-40 anymore. That's some of that deep shit. I mean, you still win the game, because he's still big enough to kill everybody. But, I mean, maybe you'll have to kill somebody that's at a lower life total first, and and then, then fling him. I don't know. I'll have to read the I'll have to read the rules on Malignus <laughs> for that one. <laughs> but... Um, Anyways, I thought that that was a cool one because it goes in potentially two of my decks. And I don't like doing that. I like keeping my decks as, like, singleton as possible. So, like, if I have two decks that have both red and blue in them, for example, right. they don't feel the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I got three teamer decks, and they all feel different, like, purposefully and um, intentionally they feel different, right? Very oh, yeah. important. I do the same thing with my red decks. Even no, though people say that don't. I don't. See, you just said, <laughs> they're all different. They all play differently. They just result in you dying the same way. Oh. Which makes it feel samey for you because you're just getting wrecked. Ingenious artillerist. Oh, I had this one on my thing too. Yeah. People. Uh, Watch l- out. Listen to us. Listen carefully to us, okay? Go out and get these. Just go get them. If you like to play red and things that do... Well, they're common, so it's th- not like, oh, these are going to spike. They're a fucking common. So is Impact Tremors. Don't care. So is the other card that does all of that does the exact same thing as this, essentially, except now it's $5. This guy's don't cool. pay. Yep. Don't have to pay $5 for a common when you can get them for free off the floor of your LGS. Ingenious Artillerist is a 3-1 for red 2. Whenever one or more artifacts come into play under your control... It deals that much damage to each opponent. Make 10 treasure, do 10 damage. To each. To each opponent. Yeah, I had that guy down too. I had him down. It's very good. Yeah, and and they they could be Thopter tokens. They could be like... Butt tokens. Anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, treasure is the obvious one that they're going with. They could be clue. They could be food. They could be anything. Yeah. And play it with the Academy Manufacturer. Every time you make a treasure, you make three artifacts. This will bolt all your opponents. This guy's really good. Get he's, on it, everybody. He's going to be like like Impact Tremors or Perforos. He's going to be the 
the payoff for like the infinite servo combo in your in your friend's like fucking Durevi or Duretti deck or whatever, right? Like yes. he's gonna be the guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's gonna be a big combo finisher in all levels of EDH. You know who's my guy? Tell me, Vrock. Vrock. <laughs> this is a three-three bird demon for black black three flyer, and at the beginning of your end step. If a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, aka if something fucking dies in Lord of Tressorhorn, and it will, <laughs> each opponent loses three life. Nice. In addition to each opponent losing the three life that they lost when my thing died anyways, because that's what the actual ability on the card is. <laughs> so that guy's good. And there's another single letter or a single word name that I have written down here. Is it Sturge? No, it's oh. Nothic. <laughs> They're just picking fucking consonants out of a hat. <laughs> Nothic. It's a horror, four, three, for five. When Nothic dies, roll a d20. Look at me rolling a d20. I, it's hey? about time you jumped yeah. on board, man. One to nine, draw a card, lose a life. Sure. Sure, why not? I'll, I'll take it. Maybe I'll replace one of, the, one of those cards that's just like draw two, lose two. Yeah. Okay. 10 to 19, draw two, lose two. Sure, I've got almost as good of a chance to draw one or two on a body. Right. That I can just block with and virtually gain life. Yeah. On a 20, <laughs> draw seven, lose seven. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Now Rizzle we're brand. <laughs> Good grief, Charlie Brown. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Any black cards for you? Uh, n <clears throat> No. No, there actually isn't any black cards that I'm I'm looking at playing. Oh, to be honest, dang. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm terrible. I'm okay. Okay, let's let's do a, a Brando's artistic interpretation of one then. Oh hell yeah, let's do it. Glasses on first though. Oh shit. Glasses on. Okay, what are we looking at? Okay, this is Astarian's thirst. Okay. Okay. Do are both of those guys enjoying what's going on, or is just the guy who's biting enjoying what's going on? Like, is the guy with the dark hair who's getting bit? Is he? grimacing or smiling i think they're both into it and i think neither of them is a vampire i think that's who's astarian is that is astarian a vampire yes so th and is that him doing the biting in no, this that, picture that's a cosplayer doing the biting oh this is a sex act being performed on a magic card oh and they were worried about like pentagrams and stuff in the oh 90s. yeah this this is a legitimate sex act being performed on a magic card neither of these people are actual vampires they're just like People who dress as vampires and bite each other. This is a sex thing. Those people definitely banged moments after this photograph was taken. 100%. Oh, cool. No question in my mind. I'm into that's, it. That's what it's I, all I'd about. I'd like to see this cosplay. I'd like to see a couple dudes just biting each other's neck at a magic fest. I bet we will. Yeah. We probably will. We're going to enough events. I'm sure we'll see it at least once. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And if you're planning on it, go hard, man. We got your, we got your back. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Robe of the Archmagi. Archmagi. How, <laughs> how many different ways are people going to say this card? Archmagi? 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 Archmagi, yeah. That's... <laughs> Yo, man, so many different, different ways. So it's got Equip, Shaman, Warlock, or Wizard, which Orvar the Allform is all three. Right. <laughs> or Equip, four for a, a regular plebeian loser creature. Right. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you draw that many cards. Wow. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey? Jump my dude and hit you for five, four, <laughs> draw four. That's pretty cool. That seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can equip to one of those like magical folk, a shaman, warlock, or wizard, you're paying four to draw like 
several cards on attack. That's yeah. good, good rate. Solid rate, yeah. Good rate, and you don't have to pay it all at once. Installments. Yeah, so Installments I like that. The shit. Okay, I got I got one more interpretation of art for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Because this is not a set review. We've yes. got a reprint of Ryan and Brando classic, Run Away Together. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was looking at that too. So are these, okay, true love means always having what's on the, always knowing what's on the other's mind. Sorry, very small screen. Yes. True love means always knowing what's on the other's mind. So that squid thing is like mind fucking that pointy-eared thing? That's an illithid? And uh, I think that's supposed to be a, an orc. I'm going to guess that's an orc. Illithids eat brains. Yes, I knew that. And he's probably like mind-breaking that orc so he can suck his brain out and the orc would like it. Man, do but, illithids suck brains instead of other things? Uh, can I suck its tentacle? Probably. Ooh, don't Google that. Well, if you try, because they're very nefarious, not very nice dudes. I've never read of a nice illithid. They're oh. all pretty. They're all pretty mean. So if you tried that, he'd probably let you. But then he'd like make you think it was a popsicle, and then you'd be like, "Oh man, this is a great popsicle!" And then he would suck the brain out of your head with his other tentacles. You know. You know what? It never fails. Never fails. We get it. Like if I say, "Can I suck his tentacle?" Somebody who was listening to to CCO in their car or whatever, got back in their car with their wife or kids and turned the radio on and, and their phone auto sunk. Yeah. And it was that part. And somebody's going to tell us that it was that part yeah, every yeah. time. Never fails. <laughs> never fails. But yes, that th- this looks like a very wholesome setting. Yes. It is not. That, oh. that, that octopus headed alien thing is eating that guy oh. to death. For food. Oh yeah, not in a good way. He's for not, supper, he's not yeah. like eating ass. No, there's no there's no ass eating, only brain sucking. Which wow. also sounds like it's good, but it's not good. It's the bad kind of brain sucking. Oh. Mm-hmm. Brain sucking? <laughs> Don't Google that either. Do not. Do not. Okay. What do we think of font of magic? I'm I'm uh, oh, I'm torn oh, on it. Yeah, I had that card written down. Okay, so it's blue three enchantment. Instance and sorcery spells cost one less to cast for each time you've cast a commander from the zone this game. What do you what do you think of that? That goes right in the Krark and Sakashima deck, maybe? Not the CEDH version, but uh nope, not's not what I meant. Rograk and Sakashima. That. Because Rograk you just cast for free. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to cast it from the command zone. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Like, I, I that's, feel that's like it's... gonna be like a a four mana one or two cost reducer. Like compare it to Jace's Sanctum. Instants and sorceries cost one less. Every time you cast instant or sorcery, scry one. And that costs, it's an enchantment that costs blue three. This doesn't let you scry, but for blue three, might reduce your instants and sorceries by two. Mm. After you've sunk some mana into your commander one or two times. And then had it die and all that. Unless you set it up. Yeah. We're not going to go into all the corner yeah, cases. I but. think if if you're looking, if your deck is craving ways to reduce the costs of instants and sorceries, you play this one. Because at the very least, it's like just fine and a passable version of Jace's Sanctum with upside. Sure. Maybe you cut a Helm of Awakening to play this card. And your your opponents don't get the benefit, but that costs us two mana. Because Helm of Awakening costs two, this costs four. Sure. That's a good evaluation. Did I do it right? I think so. I think you did. I think that was yeah. solid. I now thought about that last night when I was drunk. <laughs> now people can't be like, oh, Ryan and Brando, all you do is say the pictures are cool. 
and talk about brain sucking. Yeah. Ugh. Get out of here, you oh, losers. Man. Hey, what's that white card that gives all creatures myriad? Let's talk about that one. Uh, what's that card called? It costs like 500 mana. We should have talked about it when we were talking about the, uh, the borderless cards. Legion loyalty. Legion loyalty. Not legion loyalist. Legion loyalty. It's white, white, six for an enchantment. It says creatures you control have myriad. And that's all the words that are on the card. Oh, man. Doesn't a good one-liner just make your give you goosebumps? And sometimes? when that one line is essentially win the game, right? Like yes. you're, you're not going to resolve this and have it stick around long enough for you to win on your next turn. Yeah, this, this isn't a value play. This isn't um, Cathar's Crusade, where it's like, oh, Cathar's Crusade, turn four, and nobody removes it, and it just builds you one creature at a time value. Yeah. Compare that to, like, turn 10, Cathar's Crusade, and then my five mana thing that puts five dudes into play. Yeah. And then it's like a little mini crater hoof. This is like white crater hoof. My The thing I keyed onto was it doesn't say non-token creatures. Mm -hmm. So if you have soldiers or sapperlings, like I'm thinking about putting in my sapperling deck, because all my one ones just become, essentially they, they become, they mm. represent four damage instead of one. Yeah, they're more, there's more one ones is what they are. So you can attack everybody at the same time. Yes. You can alpha strike everybody much easier with Legion loyalty. Yeah. What about Battle Angel of Tear? I guess they did pick good borderless cards this time, eh? They sure did. This is another borderless yeah. one, We've but talked it happens about to be white. We've talked about all of them, but one, there's no blue one or red one. Besides the dragons. Besides the dragons. But there's like a green one, there's two artifacts, and there's two white ones. Anyway, Battle Angels of Tear is a 4-4 four, four angel knight for white, white, two, flying, myriad. When it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card if that player has more cards in hand than each other player then you make a treasure token if that player controls more land than each other player then you gain three life if that player has more life than each other player Whew. that's a pretty good one white's getting that catch-up mechanic like they're getting that down hey yeah like they're they're start they're starting to not just say if they've got more land than you get a land into hand they're like no draw cards get treasure like this is a good card yeah. because it's gonna copy itself probably three times and you're gonna Twice. get Oh, yeah, twice. Yep. You're going to copy itself twice. You're going to get 8 or 12 damage, probably, because it flies. Yep. You're going to get a couple mana over the course of the game, a couple card draws, and, and gain some life. I think it's good. I One of my notes is white, getting some serious um, love with arch Archivist of Ogma and Scouting Hawk and Minimus Containment. I just hope that these cards are... The, I mean, Archivist of Ogma isn't one that you're going to be able to reprint because Ogma is definitely attached to the Forgotten Realms. But I just hope that they don't not reprint these cards to make them cost a zillion dollars, like Smothering Tithe and every other white rubber banding card that they have. That's yeah. what I'm going to call this mechanic, is rubber banding. It's like in Mario Kart, where you're so far ahead for so long, but for some reason the computer's always right behind you. Yeah. It's called rubber banding. Really I like just, that. They just attach to you and they can't, you can't escape them. I like that. I And you know what? This Archivist of Ogma, that might, might, might be a legacy card because of Fetchlands. Yeah. And and because it has Flash. It's yep. a 2-2 two, two for 2 with Flash. Whenever an opponent searches their library, you gain a life and draw a card. Ooh. Both of those are relevant in Commander because probably, like... Probably this card's going to gain you 10 life in, in the course of a casual commander game. It might even, gain, I say casual, it might gain you more life in, in a CEDH game because yeah. there's more ramp and there's more tutors. Yep. So that life gain is relevant because it's double digits probably. 
and double more relevant to the double, double digit, digit extra cards. Card and it's two mana, and it's got flash. Yeah. Flash. Flash, it, so you get your opponent. They're like, oh, uh, any responses? And you're like, yeah, flash this in when you fucking fetch land. Yeah. And I'll get you. Is this this Commander Legends Hull Breacher? <sighs> no. I mean, it's not in, as good, in what, obviously. In what way do you mean it, that? It gets them because you flash it in. It's like Opposition Agent and Hull Breacher and this thing. And it's like, yeah, flash it in. I get I you. Suppose Although if, it's got like the white version of get you, which is like, hey. If, if you told me that there was a mega cycle across like two or three commander sets where they're all flash creatures that involve your opponents doing something. Getting got. Yes, this would be the white one. Yeah. I would I would buy that. I would expect there to be a red one and, and a green, green one. Coming oh, up. Yeah. baby. I, I hope that's real. I would real. expect that. But in terms of the card that like draws the hull breacher or opposition agent emotion or response out of your opponent or from the format no this <laughs> no, is not that certainly no. not <laughs> no this is not hull breacher no <laughs> which is funny but you know what like seriously white i went through and just started at the top and i was the most ambitious and loose drunk when i started looking at white right so i made lots of notes on white and i was like hey man this is freaking good white's got some fine the stuff co- the color white was our number two best thing about 2021 in magic because it finally kind of got brought up to that level yeah. where people might actually want to play it and to that end i saw a facebook post on one of the big facebook magic pages the other day and somebody was saying has white finally crawled out of being the suckiest color in magic now with this most recent set do you think uh, well, I think that it crawled out actually a while ago. Just nobody. What's the worst then? I don't. I don't want to say. I'm gonna get. Ro- <laughs> I'm gonna get roasted in the comments. I'm gonna, I'm get, gonna see if I can get you. I'm gonna get toasted. I'm gonna. You know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I think blue is the worst color. Oh, in, not in, what I thought you were gonna say. In casual commander, I think that blue is the worst color. Dang. Like in in decks and games where it's gonna be swingy attacky and not like in casual magic Yeah, in casual magic lower powered so i think the lower the power level you go into and you're sitting at like the five out of tens that we like to play i yeah. think blue is the worst because it has kind of the shittiest actual removal for stuff and it's hard to use single target counter spells to control the table yeah it has really expensive creatures that don't level that don't really match up to stuff that black or red or green can do yep and like, sure, you can draw a million cards in combo, but like every other color has a counter spell now, and they all go faster than you. And all and all cards or all colors can draw now. Yeah, when it comes to spanking pants, like I don't know, I think that blue's kind of losing steam as far as raw power goes. In in that's and that's just my opinion, but there you go. Not what I thought you were gonna say. What did you think I was? Gonna say? I thought you were gonna say red. What? Red is so good now. Red is the best color. Oh man. What? Ever since Brash Taunter was printed, red is the best. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. He yeah. elevated the color all by himself. Yeah, he's like fucking Jordan in the nineties. B- Changed so, the game. Red has all of Gretzky the, in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> think of all the things that red does that the C or the EDH community at whole are like, oh, it's too good. Treasures, goading. Drawing way too many cards, making way too much mana way too fast, having really efficient creatures that are really low to the ground. Red, 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 red. It is so good. Red's good. And mm-hmm. and you got your Brash Taunter reprint oh, in this set. Oh, so yeah. If, uh, this is so this is so editor Joe Mama doesn't murder us, uh, if you want to 
pick up any Brash Taunter reprints and have Brando sign them or me alter them, mm-hmm. you can head to FusionGamingOnline.com, uh, yes. your source for all your Commander Legends and Brash Taunter needs. Yeah. CCO Spring promo code. Now, if you want to email them and say, I want to buy 150 Brash Taunters, <laughs> can you can you put together that package so I can use CCO Perks promo code? Nice. <laughs> you can do that too. I'm sure they would accommodate. And uh, doing so, using those codes helps the show out. So if you want to support the show, it's a great way to do it. If you can find somebody that has 100 Brash Taunters in stock, because we've been selling them out all across the earth. Because he is the most handsome, the most powerful, the most versatile creature in the history of Magic the Gathering. And it has been way too long since I've been able to say that. Hell yeah. Dang. Yeah, dude. I'm very passionate about that card. Okay. One second. One sentence. Do you like Baldur's Gate? Commander's Legends, the set that's designed strictly for us. Yes or no? Do you like it? I like it. I'll ask you the same thing, but I'll say, do you like it more or less than Commander Legends 1? Ooh. Ooh. I actually like this one more than Commander Legends 1. Oh, bang. Yeah. You know what? This feel it feels more flavorful. Yes. It's got it, the, it doesn't feel like just, here's some Commander shit and go fucking play. Yeah, it's it, this one feels kind of the same power level to me. It, if you exclude things like... Jewel Lotus, Lotus and that kind of like get rid of all of that. Get I th- rid of um, uh, Hull Breacher, Opposition Agent, Jeweled <laughs> Lotus, and and substitute. I don't uh, know, fucking diamonds. Yeah, the diamonds, <laughs> and you're you're fine. But you're I good. I think that this set I like it better than the second or the first one just because it has the flavor. It has a lot more stuff that I'm interested in. I think I'm going to play more cards from it over the long run, even though I'm not going to build a new deck out of it. So I think this deck or this set is really good. And we're going to talk next week on about the commander decks that are coming out. I think that those are very very good this year and are going to provide a lot of value and a lot of playtime for a lot of people, and we're going to tell you guys exactly why on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!